Hi, my name is Sapik Srinivas, and this is Arnav Vastogi. And together we're your co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, we're going to take a look at week three of the NFL season. There's a lot to unpack, so let's get right into it. Yeah, and the upsets were something to behold week three. Uh, starting right off with the Jaguars absolutely crushing the Chargers in LA. 38 to 10. I'll I'll cut the Chargers some slack because they were playing behind a backup offensive line. Uh, They are without their number one receiver in Keenan Allen. They don't have Joey Bosa. JC Jackson is not responding well from his ankle surgery and their linebacking core is pretty much all backups. It is quite a lot, but to get demolished by the Jaguars 38 to 10, are you raising, are there concerns in LA or not? There are concerns, but I think we really need to take the spotlight off of the Chargers and put some respect on what the Jaguars have been doing these past few weeks. I really think the Jaguars are a team that is up and coming in this league and better than a lot of people believe they are. And I think it starts right with that defense. You know, they've been accumulating a lot of pieces and we saw that show out against this Chargers team. And and not to say that Justin Herbert as an individual struggled, but just that whole Chargers team struggled. The Jaguars defense was getting a ton of pressure. And I really think the Jaguars are a lot better than a lot of people think. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Devin Lloyd, one of the best linebackers out of the draft class last year. He has been phenomenal playing in the linebacker position. I saw so many times where he was like lined up on the line of scrimmage, ready to blitz. He drops back and forces an incomplete pass. It was exceptional to see his versatility as a linebacker. So I just want to give him a shout out. He has been exceptional on that defense. Yeah. So how do you feel about this for the Chargers? Is this is this just a one game thing or is this really highlighting bigger flaws within this roster that might hurt them down the season. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm, I'm cutting them some slack just cause a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Like, like we saw, like I'll, I'll compare it to last year's Ravens where we know they have the potential to like do really good, but then injuries just derailed the entire season. And I'm sorry, but you, you know, you alluded to the fact that they're getting a lot of pressure. The reason they're getting pressure is because they're playing behind an offensive line. That's consistent of backups. Mm-hmm. You don't have, you're all pro left tackle and you're all pro center. Which what are you gonna do? Right, that's right. They're, they're all pros for a reason. You paid them for a reason, right? So that's what I'm saying. I'll cut the Chargers a little slack, but I, I did not expect them to get demolished thirty eight to ten. I was not expecting that. Right. And on the flip side, right, this Jaguars offense versus the Chargers defense. The Chargers defense was just bad, man, but. I want to give some credit to Doug Peterson, you know, getting Trevor Lawrence really settled in the, in this offense. And I think a big thing that just kind of showed throughout the game was for the first time, for me, at least really watching Trevor Lawrence, he looked in control of the offense, right? He knew every single play. He knew where the ball was going to go. He knew what his options were. And there wasn't really anything for me to look at with Trevor Lawrence and be like, why did he throw that? Or what, what, what's, what's the progression? Like he looked very comfortable and that to me is a sign of coaching and what a great coach can do for a young quarterback. And I think that's just something a lot of times we see young quarterbacks struggle without the coaching they need, but Doug Peterson has kind of figured it out. 
I know. I, I just think it shows the difference between Urban Meyer and any competent coach. That's that's what we're seeing in Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, so that might be what it is, but let's let's take a look at another big game here. The Colts really escaping an zero and three start to the season, narrowly beating the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you what do you make of this? I mean, that's a win to be proud of if you're breaking a three game losing streak. Like to beat the Chiefs. That is that that is something considering the way the Chiefs have been rolling this season. Uh, what I saw was a better Matt Ryan. He looked more composed, uh, and it's surprising because he threw the ball almost forty times this game, which is very interesting to me because he looked more in his element, being a volume passer rather than having to throw the ball like twenty twenty five times, right? So I think we saw more of Matt Ryan in the spotlight than Jonathan Taylor and I think Matt Ryan felt more comfortable with that when it was like a pass first approach uh and and you know it it's it, you're seeing it in the stats right to 240 for two two touchdowns so that was very very impressive yeah I mean I agree Matt Ryan did look better he looked more comfortable but I still don't chalk this up to be that the Colts were getting back to being a great contender I think the Chiefs just made a lot of mistakes, man. You talk about special teams. They had a big muffed punt at the beginning of the game that gave the Colts an easy touchdown. Missed field goal. Missed fake on that uh, fake field goal. Like, it's just a lot of things that Chiefs messed up that set the Colts up for success. So I don't know how replicatable this kind of win is for the Colts. It only takes one win to get a team back on track. And I think it's a huge win for the Colts. It's a momentum league. And I think the Colts are going to take this win with a bit of momentum. I think we talked more about it, that it was the transition for Matt Ryan. That was so key. It's about getting him comfortable in Indianapolis. That's what's going to move the team forward. And I think this was the game to get him comfortable. So, you know, obviously those like one-off things pun aren't they're obviously not going to happen every game but what can happen every game is a consistent matt ryan who understands his role in indianapolis and i think we're seeing more of that as the weeks progress so another game that was potentially could be considered an upset uh dolphins over the bills what do you make of this game are the dolphins really the top dog in the afc east or was it just a divisional game something that any any given sunday i th- I think it's premature to say the dolphins are afc east contenders Okay. I mean, I mean, they'll be they'll be there. I don't even AFC contenders. I think it's a bit premature to say it. Um, I think it's just a divisional thing, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna lie. This game did not go down as I expected it to. Josh Allen threw the ball 65 times last week. You know that? Yeah. 65. Tua was out for like a few drives with like that whatever concussion fiasco was going on there. I don't know. This was a very weird game. Very hard to judge either team off of that, in my opinion. Uh, you know, especially with the Bills and poor late game clock management. Like it was, it was very poor. I don't expect to see that out of the Bills. I don't know. This is just some early season struggles. It's a divisional game. I'm just gonna honestly remove it from memory. I don't think it means anything. I think it's just a, it's just one of those divisional games. Bills go down to Miami and something happens. Arno's on to the next one, but I think uh, there needs to be a lot of credit given to the Dolphins defense. Melvin Ingram. Anytime you watch Dolphins football, he's making a play. 
you know, week one, week two, week three, every single week he has had a game-altering play. And you talked about Josh Allen throwing the ball 65 times, right? And I think this is something that comes back from a recurring theme we discussed last season. There were elements of hero ball creeping back in with Josh Allen and the Buffalo mm. Bills. And that's part of what, to me, was the reason that they weren't able to pull it off. And, and I know at the end of the game that Josh Allen would have made that throw like 99 out of 100 times, but he missed that fourth and goal. But I think they just got got too reliant on Josh Allen doing crazy things and kind of forgot that they have so many weapons and a good running game and they didn't make use of all of what they had. Yeah. I was just going to say that for me, the reason that I just throw this game out the door is because the bills didn't run the ball as much. Like they ran it like maybe like 10 times, which I'd like to see them run the ball more. I don't think like, in a set, if you're if you're running like 75 to 80 places of offense, I don't want to see you throw the ball like 65 or 60 times. That's not that's not what you're supposed to do as an NFL team. That's how you lose games, right? You need to be consistent in all phases of the offense. And the Bills just refused to run the ball. Just simply refused. They were you, I mean, at, at a certain point, the Dolphins were just drop into safeties and being like all right we know you're throwing the ball there's nothing you know so that predictableness the hero ball that all comes together and that's another reason i'm throwing out the door because i don't expect to see this in the playoffs or late down the stretch when games really start to matter i don't expect to see stuff like this from the bills i expect to see like a more veteran offense that has been through it so that that's another reason just throwing it out the gate all right, you tell you talked about the Bills needing to run the ball more. Another team that needed to run the ball more and finally did it this week, the Tennessee Titans. You know, Derrick Henry finally going back to their identity as a football team. And getting Derrick Henry going was what ultimately allowed their offense to somewhat get back to what we expect to see from Tennessee. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think I think it shows that Derrick Henry is simply the heartbeat of this offense and while that might be great derrick henry is a fantastic rusher it, it's really it just goes back to the sin for the titans right your offense only goes when derrick henry goes and as much it's it's just it's not sustainable and the titans haven't found success for it and we're seeing it again this season and once again i go back to my take at the beginning of the year i don't know if the titans are going to even make it to the playoffs with how competitive the AFC has gotten and they continue to rely on this offensive play calling that has like for the past four years or whatnot, while it may have worked like two, three, four years ago, I don't know if it's going to work this year. I just simply don't. And every game has just proven that. All right, let's take a look ahead here to week four. A lot of interesting matchups starting with Thursday night, the Dolphins going down to Cincinnati a big AFC matchup. The Bengals really need this one. What do you think is going to happen? I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get it. And and something really key I saw last week against the Jets was the Bengals finally stopped. I mean, they didn't stop forcing it to Jamar Chase, but I guess Joe Burrow finally found the man that I've been wanting him to find for the entire season, Tyler Boyd. Four catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. He finally started targeting and giving chances to Tyler Boyd and Tyler Boyd. I mean, he did the most with the five targets he had. So 
I, I think this is going to be very key heading into a Dolphins matchup where they have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones on either side of the field. I think Tyler Boyd as a slot receiver is going to have to come up big again. And I think the fact that Joe Burrow is finally seeing that he doesn't have to force it all the time to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins is going to be very, very crucial in this game. I think that is a key matchup to watch. I think if Joe Burrow is able to take advantage of that matchup, he's he can outduel Miami's defense. And I think outduel Tua and win the game. All right, I'm going to pick the Bengals too, but personally, I'm a lot more, uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if concerned is the right word, but the, the first two weeks we saw the Bengals go up against two really good defenses, the Steelers and the Cowboys. And against the Jets, they were able to take care of business. But now you're taking on another top NFL defense. And to me, I think this might be like a season defining game possibly for Cincinnati because if you if you lose here you're one in three and you don't have a single win against a good team in like the first four weeks of the season right if you win this you start feeling good about yourself you're back to two and two you beat a top AFC team um I I really think it's we're going to learn a lot about the Bengals and to me it's just can Joe Burrow get the ball out protect I, I, I guess this is like the reverse here of he has to protect his offensive line a little bit from getting exposed, like just get the ball out. That's what I'm saying. That's why Tyler Boyd is such a key piece. I keep stressing it. Tyler Boyd in the slot is the man to watch. Mm. Tyler, Uh, and even I'll throw in Hayden Hurst too. They need to be targeted like six, seven times in this game. Right. Again, I said, I'm going to pick the Bengals. I'll stick with it, but I really think this is going to be a season defining game. And, if the Bengals don't win this, I'm going to be very skeptical of them. Hey, man. Hey, man. They're already one step to winning. I mean, look good, feel good. Those uniforms are nice. Okay, okay. I like the that. The all-whites, man. <laughs> look good, feel good. Hey, one, they're already one step to winning. Hey, if you feel good with the unis, that's all you need. Um, Another game here, the biggest game of the week, in my opinion, Bills-Ravens. Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. That is probably the headline of week four. What do you expect? What, what do you think? Right. I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking the Bills have to bounce back, right? Like this is, this is a tough game you're coming off of. I think Josh Allen's going to be sharp. I, I think genuinely we could expect like 35 points from each team here. Like this could get like shootout-ish, you know, Lamar's going all over the field, Josh Allen going off. And the thing to me is really, I think we're going to find out, do the Baltimore Ravens have the firepower to be a top AFC team? Okay. Because if the Bills put up 35, are the Ravens answering that? I know Lamar Jackson has that in him, but like consistently week after week, we'll, we'll see. Like, I know they've been able to do that against the Dolphins and Patriots, but the Bills are a different beast, at least in my opinion. Okay. Listen. This is this is my this was my AFC championship matchup. Okay. This is what I predicted at the beginning of the season. I had the Ravens win the Super Bowl, and I think the Ravens are also going to win this game. Okay. And it's it's no knock on the Bills. It's just that they are beset by injuries, dude. Mm. All over the place. And when you look at this Ravens offense, what has been the spark in every game? It's been a big play, right? It's been that 50-yard pass to Mark Andrews or like a 35-yard catch and run by Devin DuVernay or 75-yard touchdown by Rashad Bateman. The Ravens rely on 
a very big play oriented offense. And when I look at the injuries, who are the two key players on the Bills defense injured? Micah Hyde, Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. I think this is prime. If the Ravens set something up through their run game, they set up that deep play. I don't know. Once this Ravens offense gets in a rhythm, I don't, I, I, I think the Bills can make it a shootout, but I, I just I just trust Lamar, that run game, and the ability to control the clock. I, I just trust it more. Right. I trust it more. I'm going to go with the Ravens at home, man. Actually, I'm seeing it, too. Like, I think this game is going to be – I'm, like, 50-50 right here. I picked the Bills. I'll stick with that. But one thing kind of we talked about before the season, and you, you are now, we're talking about getting that wide receiver, two by a trade or something. But – I think Devin Duvernay has really stepped up. Like watching that Patriots game, like he made a lot of huge plays, like huge Big plays, time. right? Even even I, he's, he's stepping up on special teams too, right? Right. And, As and a he, kick returner, mm-hmm. he's done I, wonders. I think you just look at this game. Like if the Ravens win this one, that, that kind of reshapes the whole AFC because we're going from the Bills being the top dog to Bills being like middle of the pack in the AFC, which is <laughs> hey, I'm trying to go. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to repeat what I did last year with the Rams. So. Okay, okay, we'll see. I mean, again, like you said, probably going to be the best game of this week. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, our Sunday night matchup is looking to give the Bills Ravens a run for its money. Chiefs Bucks, man, that that is Super Bowl Fifty Four rematch between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. What do you see here, Savic? I, I think the uh, Bills-Ravens money is very safe. I don't think this matchup was given to anybody any run for money. Like, okay, I'm not I'm not going to put disrespect on the Bucs, but, like, let, let's just say what it is, right? The Bucs have scored three offensive touchdowns this season. The Chiefs score three offensive touchdowns, like, every game. Like, let, let's just – I don't know, man. I don't think the Bucs – they're getting Mike Evans back. That's fair. The Chiefs just lost a tough one to the Colts. Like, they're they're coming back ready to go. I think the Chiefs defense is a lot better than anyone gives them credit for because all we're talking about is Patrick Mahomes. I think I think they could win by multiple scores. Ooh, okay. Wow. All right. I'll say this. I don't think the Chiefs have faced a defense like Tampa Bay yet. Okay. They haven't. Okay. They haven't faced a defense like Tampa Bay. Okay. Cl- Clyde Edwards Delaire is not going to do much against Tampa Bay. And I guarantee you, Todd Bowles has a plan to take Travis Kelsey away from the game. I think this is going to be a far much. This is going to be a much more low-scoring affair than you think it is. I think this. I don't think this breaches 20, 20, 25 points. I don't think it goes mm. above that. Okay. I think. I think. I. Th- I think. I think the winning team is scoring like either. 24, 23, 20, something like that. I, I think it's a low scoring affair. I think Tampa Bay's defense is able to hold Kansas City. I think this is a, a game winning drive type situation. Uh, I, I still have the Chiefs winning, but it's not by the margin, you think. I, I think it's a very, very close game. And I think how close it is and the quarterbacks you have playing, I think it's going to give the Bills Ravens a run for its money. All right, maybe it could, but here's what I'm saying, right? You're watching Packers Bucks, and time and time again, this Bucks offense. Okay, and I understand Mike Evans is going to be back. Like I'm not forgetting that, but all, all the Chiefs have to do in the first quarter is just respond. Because like, if the Bucks are going to score, let's say you got three offensive drives and you score like three points, if the Chiefs can score 14, 
you're already putting Tom Brady. In I don't know if they're scoring 14 against this defense, though. You don't? Okay. I mean, I, I think they're a lot better than the Packers' offense, man. Like, I'll just be honest. There are so many opportunities where the Packers were dinking and dunking and running the ball, and, like, the Chiefs are just about to throw it. Why do you think they were forced to dink and dunk? Because they don't, don't have the weapons the Chiefs have. Like, the Packers simply – and even the weapons I, I'll, they, I'll be honest. Like, I think I think the – Bucks defense did a good job of taking away some of the receivers from the game. The same way I think that some of these plays that are have been so easy at Travis Kelsey and Juju are going to be taken away from the Buccaneers. I think I, I don't think you're giving enough credit to this Bucks defense for how good they are. I don't know. I think I think if if the Chiefs, I don't I think the Chiefs are scoring a touchdown max in the first quarter. I would not be shocked if it's like a three three game in the first quarter. I'm sorry. Right. This Bucks defense is good. Right. And, I mean, and I think they will stifle Kansas City. Okay. I mean, I see it. And maybe you're right in the fact that I'm not giving enough credit to this Bucks defense. But just as easily as it could be 3 3 in the first quarter, I think it could also be 21 0 in the first quarter. That's just, I see it. That is bold. That is bold, <laughs> man. I, I don't know about that. Okay, maybe it's not going to Maybe it's 14. I, maybe it's 14. Someone maybe. must have dementia because you must think Tyree Kill is back on the Chiefs or something. All right, all right, you must right. think they're that explosive again. All right. Maybe 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 I'm getting carried away. Maybe my principal tendencies are trying to, like, flirt. <laughs> <laughs> the principal has made its comeback. But I don't know. Okay. All I'll say minimum, I think the Chiefs – I think they should, and I think they will win by multiple scores. I doubt it. I think it's going to be a very tight game. It's going to be a very, very interesting game. Everyone wants to tune into Sunday night. All right, moving into upset of the week. Was not friendly to me last week. Nearly picked a team that lost, or almost lost, uh, 24-2. to Unfortunately, you won. You, you, you got your first win for the season. How's it feeling? That's pretty good, you know. To see that, see that one in front of the the record right there. It says a zero. All right, all right. I I just want to say that Colts over the Chiefs was my pick before Sotvik decided to go out and pick against my Saints. So I should have a one in front of my record. We'll put it like a point five, maybe. What do you we're think? Not, we're not putting nothing. <laughs> I'll ask you to say. All right, but what are you what are you going with this top week, Sotvik? All right, this week is looking really tough, and I guess we might have to um, be a little lenient here, but, you know, the 49ers coming off of this loss, I'm going to present this as my case to you, the 49ers over the Rams. I know Jimmy G doesn't look pretty, but I think the 49ers defense is really good at home against the Rams who have looked shaky at times. I think they could pull this off. I think, too. When I look at this Rams team, which really they've been, they haven't done much offensively outside of the Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup connection. It, I don't know, man. It, it's a very, very shaky offense, right? In a world where, you know, you don't have OBJ who is really integrated into the offense. Van Jefferson's on IR. We thought that they would be rushing the ball more. But here they are with Cam Akers really only touching the ball 12 times. And he got his first touchdown in week three. So, right, the rushing game has been pretty much irrelevant. And last week was really eye-opening because the Rams got so lucky that game. It was more Arizona not taking advantage of his opportunities than it was Rams doing anything offensively. 
And so when I look at what the Rams are taking going into San Francisco with the momentum that they have, what they're doing offensively, I do not like it. I do mm. not like it. And I think it's going to be very tough for them to win against that defense. As long as Jimmy G doesn't make stupid mistakes. And as long as the 49ers continue to pound the rock, I think, I think the Niners got this win. All right. What do you have in store for upset of the week? Still trying Man, to get that. We first talk about one. being what? <laughs> Never what? Mind, just keep, keep going. What? What'd you say? <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of being lenient, I'm, it's 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 hard to classify an AFC West showdown as an upset, but I guess the 0-3 Raiders taking on the Denver Broncos, I guess it might. We've been lenient this week. I'll, I'll take that. I think the Raiders are in desperation mode right now. Mm. They are in desperation mode. And I look at the weapons that they have offensively. When they're in desperation mode, I think Josh McDaniels might finally call a very, very good game. And I think... The fact that this Broncos offense has been very discombobulated. Russell Wilson has been surprisingly inaccurate this year, which is, I don't know. I've never seen a Russell Wilson like this. I'm not used to seeing him quarterback a team like this. So I simply am putting it this way. I don't think the Broncos can score as many points as the Raiders can, especially in desperation mode. And so I think the Raiders, especially at home, can beat the Broncos in the divisional showdown. Yeah, uh, I know we're being lenient this week, so you know I'm gonna be like a chill hall monitor. Like I ain't seen nothing, just keep going. <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, I I, th- I think the Raiders are a better football team. Like I, I think we might see that because the Broncos just been kind of squeezing by. Like the Raiders have played really wow. good. They've been Raider Bron- uh The Raiders have played really good teams and barely lost. And we could see the Raiders finally put it all together and get a W this week. So right, I feel bad, man. Chargers, Cardinals, and Titans all within like one score. Like, I mean, the margin, the margin keeps getting like like it was like five against the Raiders, six against the Cardinals, two against the Titans. It's all just one score, very tight right. games. The Raiders, they're, like, they're this yeah. close to putting it together. This close, man. I, I think I want to, I think something really interesting with the Raiders, and I, I know the Colts didn't make the playoffs last year, but if you think back. Their first five games were all against like playoff teams. I think the Raiders are kind of in that similar boat where they're going to start off really rocky, but if they can kind of figure things out, we might look at this and look like in their last 12 games, they were like eight and four or something like that. And that could propel them to possibly. They're they're definitely a team that's like better than their record indicates. Like this is not an Mm -hmm. 0-3 team in my opinion. This is not like the worst team in the league in my opinion. This is one of the better teams in the league that will give any and every team a run for its money every Sunday. All right. With that being said, thank you for listening to the 83rd episode of the Backfield Drift. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to unveil our quarter season tier list, see which teams are moving up, which teams are moving down, and then we're going to look ahead to week five. Until then, it's been Arnav Rostogi and... Stop picturing of us. Stay safe and take care.